brings you The Life of Riley. Well, the shampoo that removes unsightly dandruff in as little as three minutes and leaves hair radiantly clean, radiantly lovely, presents The Life of Riley with William Bendix as Riley. Christmas Day has come and gone, and there now reposes in the Riley living room a very special gift. Just how this particular package from Santa Claus came to be there is quite a story. A story that began three days before Christmas. Junior, what are you going to get Mother for Christmas? Gee, I wish I knew, Babs. I'm stuck. What are you getting her? I don't know either. Mother needs so many things. What do you think, Daddy? Well, why don't you ask your mother? I think this business of surprising people with gifts is a lot of poppy rot. Huh? What is? Oh, hello, Dumplin'. I was just saying, it's such a nuisance trying to figure out what to buy people for Christmas. It's much better to ask them what they want and get it. Why surprise them? That's what I'm doing this year. Peg, uh, what do you want for Christmas? I'd rather be surprised. No, no, no. Let's be practical. Now, come on, tell me, what's the one thing you want me to buy you? A mink coat. You're going to be surprised. <laughs> Now, I think half the fun with Christmas presents is not knowing what you're getting. Yes, Junior's right. Well, sure, it's fun, but you get such useless stuff, like like last Christmas, Peg. It's very sweet of your father to surprise me, but frankly, what good is that present to me? Well, let's see now. What did Papa send you? A pair of wooden shoes. They're still, still laying in my closet. Uh, Daddy, they were shoe trees. You're supposed to put them in your shoes. <laughs> well, how I get my feet in? Oh, never mind that. Take Junior's gift. Now, not that I ain't touched by your thoughts, son. Oh, you mean the money clip I gave you? Yeah, what do I use that money clip for? To hold my unpaid bills. <laughs> and what did you surprise me with, Peg? An alarm clock. Darn thing wakes me up every morning. Well, I'm sorry to hear my gift didn't please you. Well, I'm sorry too, Dumplin', but you know me. I'm straight and forward. And if you were honest like me, you'd admit you didn't like the perfume I gave you last Christmas. Why, I, I, I do so like it. Well, you certainly don't use it much. You still got over a pint left. <laughs> well, Mom uses it, Pop, instead of Airwick. Oh! <laughs> uh, you can laugh, but believe me, I know what I'm talking about. We'd be much better off if we... Hey, I got a great idea. Look, instead of buying each other little gifts this year, why don't we all chip in and buy one big present for the house? Something we can all enjoy, huh? Why, Riley, that's a very sensible idea. It's a wonderful idea, Daddy. Well, I think it's great. Oh, you you like the idea? Yeah, Pop. Where'd you get it? I didn't get it anywhere. It's just laying around in my head. <laughs> well, let's see. What'll we get? Oh, I adore a little piano. You know, a spinning. We can get a second-hand one pretty recently. No, no. Let's get something useful, like, uh, like a new television set. Now, wait a minute. Before we decide, let's see how much money we have. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Well, everybody get their money and put it right here on the table. Here. Well, I've got mine right here. Mm-hmm. $18. Yeah, here's mine. I've got 15 Now, uh, how about yours, Peg? Well, I, uh, I don't know exactly. Well, get it. I'll give it to you later. Oh, oh I see. It's in your little hiding place, and you don't want me to know where it is. <laughs> oh, 
quiet. It's not. Don't it's apologize. Always... I'll close my eyes and you get your $25 from behind the radio. <laughs> Riley, you know. <laughs> I can't hide anything in this house. Well, here it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, how much we got so far? Well, let's see. 18 and 15 is 33 and 25. Comes to a total of $58. And, Daddy, you haven't even put in your money yet. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, with, with my share, it comes to, uh... Uh, uh 59.50. <laughs> what? Daddy, is that all you're putting in? A dollar and a half? Oh, no, that's just all I've got on me now. I'm giving $75 when I get my Christmas bonus. Well, can't you give the money now? Well, what's the matter? Don't you trust me? Well, if you feel that way, here's an IOU. Oh, now stop worrying, Junior. Your father's good for the money. You bet I am. Why, I can name 50 people in this town who are holding my IOUs. (laughs) For years. (laughs) Now, how much have we got in our joint account? Well, all told, we have $133. Great. I'll go down tonight and order one of them new C.A.R. television sets. C.A.R.? You mean R.C.A. C.A.R. stands for Chester A. Riley. I'm changing R.C.A. around. But, dear, $133 isn't enough for a set. Well, it's enough for a down payment. We'll pay the balance in installments. Mm, television set's all right, but I'd much rather we got a little spin at piano. Oh, yes, a piano'd be fine. A piano. You young kids with your wild, modern ideas, a piano. I may be old-fashioned, but I know how to raise my children. We're getting a television set. <laughs> That's a fine piece of logic, I must say. Now, after all, Riley, Babs is entitled to her opinion. Now, look, this ain't getting us anywhere. There's only one way to settle this, by a vote. Majority rule. Yes, I think that's a good idea. Okay, let's vote. No, all right, but remember, once we vote, it's all settled. No squawks. All right. Well, piano or television set, Babs? Piano. Junior? Television. And I vote for television, so we'll get it. Now, now wait a minute, wait, Riley. Wait. I didn't vote yet. Well, I know, but every election you vote the way I tell you to. Well, not this election. I'm voting for a piano. Well, that's two to two, Pop. Yeah, a deadlock. Well, uh, there's only one way to settle this. Let's toss a coin, okay? All right. All right with me. Okay. Now, here's a coin. Heads, it's a piano. Tails, it's television. Here we go. Heads, we get a piano. Wait a minute. Two out of three. Here goes. It's heads again. We win. So wait a minute. Three out of five. (laughs) But, Daddy, that's not fair. Well, what do you mean it's not fair? After all, whose coin is it? Here we go. Four out of seven. Thirty-three out of sixty-seven. Here goes. Hey, pay attention, will you? Well, what do you expect, Riley? You've been tossing that coin for an hour. Yeah, Pop, my back is breaking from picking it up. Now, look, Riley, if you can't give in gracefully, let's forget about the whole thing. No, no. No, it's a good idea getting one big present for the house, but everybody's got to be satisfied. But you said the toss would decide, and according to the toss, the piano won. Never mind the toss. You know I'm against gambling. We're going to vote. 
the democratic way. That's how we'll get the television set. Oh, I've had enough of this. Babs, dear, please give me a hand with the laundry. Okay, Mother, a pleasure. Uh, Junior. Junior, listen. What, Pop? I want you to try and influence your sister. Influence her? Yeah. Oh, you mean about that television set? Yeah, you don't want a piano for Christmas, do you? Oh, gosh, no. If I want music, I can play my drums. Good, well, then work on it. Get her to change your vote. Well, I'll try, Pop. a boy, and I'll sell your mother on television. Oh, you'll never get Mom to change her vote. She wants a piano. Oh, go on. I can get her to do anything. You don't know me when I turn on a charm on the opposition sex. I'm a middle-aged Charles Boyer. Pop, you start on beds, and I'll give out with a rally charm on your mother, huh? Well, okay, Pop. Okay. A pig! A pig! Ah, Peggy, it is so good to see you again. <laughs> How are you, my little chair, Amy? Let me to kiss the tip of your beautiful ear. Now, just relax, park your carcass. <laughs> I want a piano. That Charles Boyer must be slipping. <laughs> now, listen, Dublin, about this television oh, set. Oh, please, please, dear, don't me. bother me about it now. I've got a lot of work to do. Well, okay. But just remember, if we don't get a television set, you'll be responsible for driving me to drink. I mean it. If we don't have a television set at home, I'll have to go where there is one. Mazer's Bar. They don't like you to sit there hours on end without ordering a drink. So naturally, I order. First, I order milk, then maybe root beer. But Mazer only likes men of distinction. So pretty soon I'm ordering bourbon. I force myself to drink it. One drink leads to another. First thing you know, I got the habit. Every night I stagger home drunk. You try to stop me, of course. You take me to that club that cures drinking. You know, Alka-Seltzer Anonymous? <laughs> but it's no use. I'm too far gone. Soon I'm drunk 12 hours a day. Then 24. Then 36. I start beating you. And you take advantage of my weakened condition and you fight back. Every night we're fighting in the living room. And the kids watch. Now, wouldn't it be better instead if they watched the fights on television? <laughs> well? What'd you say, dear? I wasn't listening. <laughs> what did I say? I've been on a blind jerk for the last three minutes and you weren't listening. I'm talking about the television set. After all, I'm the head of this house. And I work hard. And I'm entitled to a little consideration. And the least you can do it. For heaven's sake, all right, get a television set. You won't stop nagging until you do. You change your vote? Yes, yes. The old charm still works. Bad <laughs> Junior, come in here. Quick, hurry. What is it, Dad? What happened? Nothing happened. We're going to take another vote. Oh, again? Yeah, this time majority rules, definitely. Well, Babs? I'm still for the piano. Oh, uh, you, uh, you didn't change your mind? Pop, I tried to get Babs to... Well, never mind. It doesn't matter. Your mother's voting television. Mother! Yes, let's get the television set. And I'm for television, and Junior is for... I'm for a piano. Okay, that makes three votes for... <laughs> <laughs> piano. 
Who is that boy? Junior, you're voting for a piano. You were supposed to change Babs's mind. Well, I changed his instead. Uh-oh. Well, what do we do now? It's still two to two. Yeah, it's still a deadlock. <laughs> well, dear, it looks like your voting scheme isn't working out too well. It's hopeless. From now on, no more voting. Not until we have another kid. <laughs> We'll hear the second act of The Life of Riley in a moment. And now back to The Life of Riley with William Bendix as Riley. Well, Riley is taking his pre-Christmas troubles to his friend and neighbor, Jim Gillis. He's telling him about his unsuccessful effort to get the family to vote for a television set as the Riley cooperative Christmas gift. And then, Gillis, I figured it was all set, so we had another vote. And you know what happened? How should I know, Riley? I ain't the kind of a guy goes around Eva's dropping on his next-door neighbor. Well, anyway, it was a deadlock. It's no use taking another vote. No, you was right, Riley. The only way to settle this is have another kid. <laughs> Gillis, you heard. Well, accidentally, I stumbled and happened to land with my ear against your keyhole. Now, what'll I do, Gillis? Be a man. Put your feet down. Tell them television or nothing. After all, you're the boss in the house. They all know that, don't they? No, only me. <laughs> That's the trouble with you, Riley. You're a schmo. I am? Yeah, wise up, Riley. Lay down the law. No, no, I, I can't do that. It's got to be done democratic by a vote. Yeah, voting. A waste of time. Now, don't talk like that, Gillis. Remember, our forefathers fought and bled to get the vote. It's up to us to cherish it and protect it. I wonder how much dough Junior would take for his vote. <laughs> Look, Riley, you want to settle this with a vote? Yeah. Then do it right. Campaign. Convince them a television set's the only thing to get. But I tried that. All kinds of arguments. No gold. Well, well, of course not. They won't believe you. They know you're pretty Jews. But <laughs> coming from a stranger like me... Hey, that's an idea. Would you help me? Hey, pleasure. Now, here's the angle I got in my head. Uh-huh. We'll say we was watching the television in Mesa's bar, and I'll give them a big pitch how great it was. Before I'm true, they'll be drooling. Great. And I'll back you up. C- come on, Gillis, pal. They're all home now. Yeah, one thing, Riley. Yeah. It'll look phony if I start the pitch right off of the bat. Uh-huh. So let's talk about something else first, and then you, very sly-like, shift the conversation into television. You get it? Yeah, yeah, I sure appreciate this, Gillis. And when I get this television set, you can come over every night and watch it with the rest of my friends. Only I won't charge you admission. But, Mother, we do need a new piano. Oh, I know, Babs, but the one we got could last another year, and if we don't get the television set, we'll never hear the end of it. Mom's right, Babs. You know, Pop, when he gets steamed up and something... Well, all right, but he's such a baby. Yes, but he's the only baby in the family, so we have to humor him. <laughs> we can get a piano next year. Come on in, Gillis. Let's talk a while. Don't mind if I do, Riley. Oh, there's your father now. Well, hello, Dumplin'. Hiya, father. Hiya, Gillis. Oh, Riley, dear, about the Christmas gift. Uh, no, no, not, not, not now, Peg. We, we don't want to talk over a family business in front of a perfect stranger like my best friend Gillis. <laughs> he just dropped in to chew the fat a while. Well, uh, <clears throat> uh, what's, uh, what's new, Gillis? Well, uh, 
Uh, I was reading about the United Nations today. Uh, tell me, Riley, what do you think of the United Nations? It'll never replace television. <laughs> Speaking of television, I dropped into Mesa's bar tonight, and I seen a great wrestling match on a television set. Is that a fact? Tell us about it. Well, you was there too, Riley. Oh, yeah, yeah, so I was. It, it was great. Uh, who was wrestling, Mr. Gillis? Uh, uh, body Snatcher Botkin, the Glendale Ghoul. Oh, well, against who? Uh, against who, Riley? Uh, uh, Poison Tooth Purvis, the bearded beast of Beverly Hills. <laughs> A great match. Yeah. While I was watching, I kept saying to myself, I wished I was lucky enough to have a set like that in my own home. Well, fancy that. Yeah, for my family's sake, of course. Well, of course. Could you see it clearly, Mr. Gillis? Better than I can see you, Babs. And I can see you great. Just like it was happening in your own home. Just like in my own home. What a match. First they cycle around the ring. Then the ghoul kicks the beast in the teeth nine times. Then the beast jumped up and down on the ghoul's face. They were just feeling each other out. <laughs> then the fight began. Oh, it was beautiful to watch. Now the beast grabs the ghoul in a nose lock and starts chewing his ears. Chewing his ears. One at a time. Oh, good heavens. Well, then what happened? There was the beast chewing the ghoul's ear. But the ghoul breaks away. <laughs> and the beast is left standing there like a fool with an ear in his mouth. Daddy, he actually bit off his ear. Please, Pat, don't interrupt. Remember, you learn by listening. Uh, go on, Gilly. Yeah, at this mm -hmm. point, the ghoul is beginning to be petite. So he grabs the beast by his beard and starts pulling the hairs out one at a time. He lost 56 hairs. <laughs> Don't tell me you counted them. Television, you can see everything. Like in your own home. Yeah. Now the two wrestlers get vicious. The beast grabs the ghoul's arm and starts bending it back. 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 Crunch! Oh. Then the beast starts swinging the ghoul around like a pinwheel. Faster, faster, faster. And then, yeah, what happened? The popcorn man got in front of the camera. I couldn't see a thing. <laughs> but only for a second. Yeah. Then everybody went for Jake. The crowd was screaming bloody murder. The place went wild. It was a madhouse. Just like in your own home. <laughs> By this time, the ring was red with blood. Yeah. And soon they're going to have television in real color. There was so much blood, it looked like a butcher shop. Except in one corner where there was so much hair, it looked like a barber shop. There's nothing like television. Nothing like it. Well, so long. I don't want to keep you folks in your supper. Hearty appetite. So long, Gillis. <laughs> uh, drop in again sometime. We'll have another chat about the United Nations. Ah, <laughs> uh, very intelligent fella. Well, Peg, I guess maybe now you realize what a wonderful Riley. thing a television... Riley. Well, would you get me the spirits of ammonia from the medicine chest? Well, well, sure, but first, how about taking a vote now on the television set? I eh? don't want to hear that word mentioned again. Well, Peg, what's the matter with you? You heard what Gillis said. I heard what he said. And if that's the sort of thing you see on television, I don't want it in the house. I'm against it. So am I. It's sickening. Yeah, that goes for me, too, Pop. But that was just a wrestling match. There's things for all different tastes. Prize fights, bull fights. <laughs> against one day, so we get a piano, it's settled. It's nothing of the kind. Well, we took a vote. It, uh, it, it wasn't legal. Don't forget, you and Babs are under 21, so you're too young to vote. That, that leaves me against your mother. 
And as my wife, she's got to do what I want. And I want a television set, and I'm going to get it right now. That's not fair, Riley. Gee, Pops, you call that democracy. Don't you talk to me about democracy. This is my house, and in my house, it's Rileyocracy. <laughs> I'm buying what I want. I'll show them. Trying to push me around. Well, I've yet to meet anybody who can push me around and make me take it laying down. How do you do? <laughs> Who's that? It is I, Digby O'Dell, the friendly undertaker. <laughs> oh, it's you, Digger. Greetings, Riley. You're looking fine. Very natural. <laughs> Jolly Noel. Uh, same to you, Digger. I... Digger, I passed your place this morning, and I saw you and your assistants carrying in a big U-log. U-log? Yeah. You should have looked twice. It was a new mahogany phone booth for my office. Oh. Well, well i, I got to get going, Digger. I, I'm going to buy a television set. Ah, yes. Television. Seeing others who can't see us. A veritable electric peeping Tom. <laughs> yeah, great thing, television. Indubitably. Someday on television, I'll be able to see some of my favorite radio characters. Sam Spade, Red Skeleton, Henry Morg. Well, this gives us for the whole family. We're all chipping in, you know, cooperative. Oh, excellent. I'm all for cooperation. In fact, I belong to the UEPGTGTOFPC. The UEPGTGTFOFPC? Yes, the undertakers, embalmers, and pallbearers get together and give the other fellow a push club. <laughs> Whenever one of our colleagues gets in too deep, we all jump in and help him out. Yeah, cooperative gift is a good idea, all right. The, the only trouble is my wife and kids won't cooperate. They, they want a piano. Well, then why are you getting a television set? Because well, I want one. Oh, Riley, I'm devastated. I always sized you up as being considerate. This is the first time I ever took the measure of a man and came out dead wrong. <laughs> I, I don't care. I'm getting a television set. My head's made up. Very well. Have it your way. I see that I can't budge you. And when I can't budge a man, I leave him flat. <laughs> well, cheerio. I'd better be... Shoveling off. Now, please, Babs, let's not talk about it anymore. But it isn't fair, Mother. After all, some of the money's ours. Forget it, Babs. This is one time Pop's going to have his own way. Thanks. Oh, now, please, children, no arguments. Well, I got it. All right, dear. Well, I got what I wanted for Christmas. All right, dear. What kind you get, Pop? Now, first, I want to get one thing straight. We're going to vote on who is the head of this house. Babs? Well, you are, Daddy. Mm-hmm. Junior? You, Pop. Peg? You, dear, of course. And I vote for me, too. <laughs> for once, it's unanimous. So what I say goes. And this gift that I bought is my decision. Is that clear? Yes, dear. Okay. Here, Dumplin'. Hmm? Well, 
What's this, Riley? Uh, it's a gift certificate for $133. Buy whatever you want. Merry Christmas. What a revolting development this is. <laughs> a sucker. Giving the family a gift certificate. Yeah, I know, but I, I couldn't help it, Gillis. You know what they'll buy with it, a piano. Yeah, I know, but I want them to be happy. We can... Oh, we're home. You want to come in for a minute? Okay. I still think you made a mistake. What you should have done... Listen. They delivered it already. They got the piano. I'm ashamed of you. You're a disgrace to the male race. Oh, cut it out, Gillis. I've done what I've done, and I'm glad I've done it. I wouldn't take this from him. Get in there and tell him off. In front of me. <laughs> no. I'm going to make out like I'm glad they got the piano. After all, it's Christmas. Oh, so, uh, so you got it. Yes, dear. Do you like it? Like it? I love it. To tell you the truth, I'd much rather have that piano than a silly television set. Only... That's the funniest piano I ever saw. All them knobs and that glass screen and the... Birds. Birds. Peg. That's a television. The, the piano music came from the... You got me a television set. <laughs> oh, I don't deserve it. <laughs> Gamble invite you to join us again next week to hear The Life of Riley with William Bendix as Riley. The script is by Reuben Ship, Alan Lipscott, and Henry Posner. Mrs. Riley is Paula Winslow. Digger O'Dell is John Brown. The Life of Riley is produced and directed by Irving Brecker. Mm-hmm.